Okay. Today is going to be a follow-up with Alex. We talked to him a couple months ago, and he lived over on the east side of Michigan and wanted to move to the west side to be closer to family and friends, and uh, that's definitely important. West Michigan wasn't really cooperating at the time with opportunities and still is very much lagging behind the rest of the state. So some time has passed, and I just checked in with him last week, and I was like, hey, how's it going? What are you up to? And So he told me some stuff, and I went, oh, that's cool. So we're going to have a follow-up with him and see what he's been up to. Let's get on the phone with Alex right now and hear his story. Hello? Hey, Alex, it's Matt Hoffman. How's it going? Hey, Matt, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Another day at the office for me. Hey, man. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a while since uh, we talked, so thanks for taking the time to catch up and give us a give yeah, us a scoop no of what you're up to. Yeah. All right, so last time we talked, you were over on the east side of the state, and you were looking for a job over here on the west side, and that really wasn't an option at the time. And so what have you been up to? How are things going? Oh, just working, 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 working. So on the east side, um, never a dull moment in the cannabis industry. <laughs> Always something to do. Always yeah. something changing. Yeah. So you uh, you found a job in the in the industry over there? I'm still with Apothecary over there. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. Okay. We finally have our kind certified organic certificate. So we're the first kind certified organic growth in the state. Kind, so that's exciting. Kind certified organic. What does that mean? Um, so we don't use any pesticides. It's all organic materials going through um, our grow. So I, I guess in the simplest of terms, what most people do when they're um, using uh, salt or other uh, pesticides, well, not pesticides, but fertilizers, they'll like force feed the plant essentially um, up until the last few weeks when they flush it and then they starve the plant um, when they're flushing. Ours will essentially eat healthily throughout the whole process. There really isn't a need for us to flush. It's all, it really has to do with our, the soil, our live organism soil. Yeah. Um, it's really some interesting stuff. So. And you can definitely taste the difference. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Have you gotten feedback from customers and patients? Um, yeah, they, they love it. It's just a bummer because it is a little bit more of an expensive product, more of a, a higher end product, not more of the bottom sell prices, which people like. Um, but in, in turn, it does, we do have people come back. They're like, you know, like we do see why you charge a little bit more. It definitely is worth it. Yeah. And they are willing to pay the extra 10 to 15 per eight. Yeah. So, so what's an eighth, like 65, 50. Um, oh, we've got 58, 63 and 68. I know it's, we like just, we just tweaked our, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, age price up like a couple of bucks each. Yeah. Yep. But we do, we do breaks for, we're doing like a deal through the end of the month. If you get like purple punch and two other strains, you buy an ounce, you get an eighth for free. Um, and we do do price breaks when you get to the half at least. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but the big thing that we're actually doing is we're, we're trying to downsize our medical side, which I hear a lot of people are doing in the industry. Um, we're still going to keep like medibles and the different, uh, items on the med side that can't be there that can be more potent than on the rec side but flower wise it's just getting <laughs> confusing and frustrating when you have my boss in the same container on the rec and on the med right. side and the only difference is that 16 digit code um 
So we're trying to get rid of our med flower slowly but steadily, and then we're going to give patients 10% off on the rec side of flower to kind of combat the tax, the excise tax. But I thought that was interesting, seeing how the market has switched very swiftly from the rec or from the med to the rec very very fast. Well, yeah, it'll and and what'll what'll happen, and really what the intention of medical is is for research and is for developing symptom specific strains and and right. really laser targeting the medical side and so what we're seeing is people run from one side of the teeter-totter to the other and what's important from a policy point of view is that we don't abolish the medical program and say oh everyone's buying rec so what's the point in having medical right medical is the house where all the research is done it's and it's cheaper for the patients and well and for the patients that actually like need the medical flower it's easier to grow rec flower your thresholds for microbials are significantly higher on your rec side so in my fear in like five six years what if people what if no one's growing medical because they're like ah we don't want to mess with trying to get our microbials that low we can get it under a hundred thousand and be fine yeah yeah and that's that's where the emphasis needs to be from from a policy perspective is that medical is exactly what it is medical is for medical medical research and and really finding targeted things for targeted solutions for mental mental or physical health problems so what uh what role do you have over there sounds like you're in the garden now no i'm still bud tending i just like everything about the weed industry so i (laughs) stick my nose wherever they let me stick it Uh, and i'll talk to whoever will talk to me about whatever aspect they're in um no, I'm still uh, bud tending over at Apothecary. We're still in our smaller location. Hopefully in the middle of this month, we'll open up our 2,000-square-foot location because we're right now in 200 square feet. Yeah. And then with COVID, we're on 25% restrictions for – or 25% capacity, so we can only have four people in there, including employees. It's just a lot oh. of curbside. <laughs> yeah. So is your uh, is your place set up for, for curbside? Like, is it – or is it yep. just kind of – oh, good. Yep, so we're doing online ordering and curbside pickup. And then we also are doing, we're calling them consultations. It's every 30, it's basically you just meet with a butt tender for a 30-minute blocked out period of time. Mm. Um, usually every day except for Sunday, noon to 7 every half an hour. Uh, but when we move down to the bigger location, we should, regardless of what COVID restrictions there are, we should have, be able, we have more leeway to let people in because we have a bigger space. And even if they call us, get it get in line and have to sit in their car and wait. What's the difference between waiting in the lobby and waiting in the car? Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So what's it like working in the industry with coronavirus now? How does that change things? Um, It's completely different now. I feel like there's not, especially from a bud tender's perspective, I feel like there's not so much, I feel like receptionists are doing a lot more bud tending these days because I, I mean, I will still interact with the patients, obviously, and bring down their orders. And every once in a while, they do have questions. But it's really just a lot of people ordering online. They'll call, and the receptionist answers. And then the receptionist, more or less, is blood tending. And then we fill their cart uh, and then walk it out to them. So it's interesting how that shift has been made. Yeah. Yeah. How do the receptionists feel about it? Um, Not bad. Some of them <laughs> weren't really – well, one of them's at school. So she's like, this is a lot. I'm like, well, <laughs> you just got to – Read, read weed maps. Look at Leafly. Talk to any of the other butt tenders. There's a lot of good information. Um, or if like patients ask a question, that happens a lot. That'll spark my interest. Like I had a patient say that she had um, 
oh, whatever edible she took raised her blood pressure. And I was like, well, I know that THC consumption of any kind, any sativa hybrid, edible or smoking, mainly smoking, will raise your blood pressure. But then we looked it up and it was like, on average, 20 to 50 beats per minute higher um, when THC is ingested. And I didn't know that. So it's, you know, it's like a lifelong learning process. And I never stopped being amazed by the cannabis plant. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. How's the morale? Uh, not bad. It's a little rough. We're, we've, we were doing a lot of deals in the beginning and discounts and they've managed to kind of reeled in on those, which from, um, a sales perspective makes sense. You want to get the name out there, get people in there and then you're going to actually make a profit. So people are a little upset about our deals going away, but our flower is still, I feel like a notch above a lot of other companies in the state. So could, morale could be better, but it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm. Are you seeing like burnout from other staff members? Um, a little bit, but uh, yeah, I might, it could be COVID. It could be other things. <laughs> yeah. A couple of our staff members are working at other jobs too, mm. which I understand completely understandable in today's day and age. Yeah. Are they working other jobs because there's not hours available? Or why do you think they have a second job? Uh, because they choose to live in the city of Ann Arbor. <laughs> 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 Honestly, I live in Jackson. I pay 614 for rent, 700 square foot apartment. Oh, I couldn't wow. find a, uh, yeah, I know. My girlfriend and I split that, so it's great. I couldn't, and I still have my student um, email from Eastern when I graduated from Eastern, so I still would get student rates. I couldn't find a studio apartment for under a grand, so I'm like, <sighs> Jeez. I know some of my coworkers are like, oh, I got this other job. I'm like, move on to Ann Arbor, dude. You're literally in downtown Ann Arbor. <laughs> well, other than that, I because we, I don't think it's an industry thing. I think it's a personal choice thing. But, um, yeah, because we haven't, I haven't, we haven't really see because it's hard because we were we've been open for three months and then COVID hit. Mm. So we were seeing our trends and then COVID hit and we're seeing different trends and then COVID rules have changed and so now we're seeing different trends. So it's, kind of hard to get a real handle on you know what what our busy days are what our we kind of have our products ironed out but it's weird how it changes with what's happening in the world like i feel like when um covid originally started and everyone was on lockdown we were selling so many edibles so mm. many edibles and now edibles are still being sold but not as high as numbers as last month just weird to me mm. people are smoking now they need it instantly yeah. They're getting over COVID. What about uh, vape cartridges? Those flying off the shelf? Oh, yeah. Well, there's a, the, the big vape dilemma. Yeah. We, Michigan got mm. itself into trouble taking in caregiver products, and then there are all those four for 100, five for 100. I even saw six or seven for 100. And then the caregiver products uh, ended. You can't do any caregiver products now. Just so it has to be sourced from within the state. And I think finally, I know True North is making a decent amount of distillate and a couple other places are finally getting on the ball, but there was not a lot of distillate being made in the state. And then I think vape carts we got for half grams for 65 bucks, which is insane because about a year and a half ago, you could get four for a hundred full grams. Yeah, there's a, there's definitely a shortage of cartridges. You know, I, I talked to Penny up north at, uh, Northern specialty health. And she was like, yeah, we're weeks, we're weeks out. And it, it's a problem. 
So well, it's just rough. I just I don't see it being sustainable because in the legal market right now, you're looking at like thirty five a gram for this split. Black market, you're looking at twelve. So if you get a leader on the black market, you can eight thousand a leader versus thirty five thousand in the like legal market. So I see people turning away from um, the legal market in the near future if prices don't dip down again because. It's insane, <laughs> especially compared to last year, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, that, and that'll just take time as, as more grows come on and processors step up their capacities or more processors come online, that'll start to alleviate it. But I don't see any, I don't see anything changing for the near future just because it, it's a capacity thing and we're just not, we're not there yet. It'll be interesting to see oh, yeah. what happens on it's yeah it's october 1st so in a day or two when no more in input from the caregiver market happens i'm interested to see what happens from a workforce point of view because there's caregivers that have become dependent on the revenues that they get from onboarding into the programs Mm -hmm. and i'm also curious to see how much how much of the supply chain was built on the caregiver input so i think a lot more than people realize i think so too (laughs) I think so too. And I'm, you know, I stopped counting how many times MRA would say, Oh, we're going to, we're going to stop the caregiver input. And then they're like, Oh crap. Now we, yeah. Okay. It's back on. And, uh, right. Cause they kept realizing they're like, we don't have enough plants to sustain any market medical or rec. We can't right. do that. We ha- we need caregivers. Yeah. So they, they'd walk it back within a couple of weeks, which is incredibly disruptive to, to everybody. And so I'm really curious to see, you know, in the timing of things, we've got more of the, the cartridge failures and then there were the recalls from some of the big manufacturers and i'm just mm-hmm. like hmm yeah okay well we'll see i mean <laughs> that's all we could say is maybe we'll wake up on a, on a tuesday and the caregiver product will be back I don't know. in full force we'll be like yeah. actually we messed up caregivers ah <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so are you still looking to move over here to the west side? Um, always always looking, always keeping my options open. I don't want to close any doors I could open, you know. Yeah. But given the given the choice if you could be over here, you would. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We love that side of the state a lot more. Yeah. Things are things are starting to pick up over here finally. I mean, it's not like a boom yeah. or anything, but it's it started to happen slowly but surely, and then in right there's finally medical in Grand Rapids. Well, yeah, and they're still hammering Never out. What I see today. Yeah, they're still hammering out all the zoning, and I mean it's it's been an embroiled battle from day one. So, oh yeah. Um, but in the around the periphery of Grand Rapids, there's there's grows and there's retail <laughs> shops opening up too, which is good. So it's awesome. It's happening slowly but surely. So what are some of the things that you would tell someone that wanted to get a job as a bud tender or work in a retail center? Like what are some of the things I need to know walking in eyes open during coronavirus? Oh, during coronavirus. Um, I mean, I, I would say in general, and I would, will repeat this until I die, but just because you like weed doesn't mean you're fit for the cannabis <laughs> industry or just because you smoke weed doesn't mean you're fit for the cannabis industry. It still is a job very much. So, um, it's just a weird job where you get to play with plants that everyone wants. But um, I, I guess really good advice is do your research and don't stop doing research. And 
make the commitment to being a lifelong learner because especially in the cannabis industry and in life alone, you're never done learning. Mm. Yeah. Are you seeing, are you seeing like a high turnover rate or are people pretty much set and staying? Uh, no, not too high. I'd say relatively low. Yeah, that's good. That's definitely good. Um, did you? Hear, I, I'm not going to name any names, but you hear about that uh, walkout over in Ann Arbor? Yes, I yeah. did. Yeah, I when they were trying to unionize. Well, yeah, I mean, this was just last week. They I, apparently the entire staff walked out of some facility, and I mm-hmm. I reached out to them, and you know, because without a doubt, there are good actors and they're bad actors, and I've known that company for a long time, and I went, I don't know, I, I'm I don't know what's going on. So let's, let's try to talk to both parties. So I reached out to the employees. I said, Hey, saw your, saw your thing. Who's your speaker? Who's your rep? And you want to talk? And I haven't heard anything. So what do you think that was? Cause I'm, I'm, that's, that's a world away from me. So what do you think happened? What, what I heard and what I was told about it was that they were getting kickback from management for, cause they wanted to unionize and get, I, I want to say benefits, but this is all hearsay. So mm-hmm. who take that with a grain of salt? Um, but I definitely did hear about the walkout. I did hear I either. I heard hours from one person, but then I heard like more along the lines of like health insurance and other things that, and paid time off and whatnot. But again, I don't know how truthful that is, but I do know for a fact that they did stage a walkout. Yeah. I mean, whatever it was, the, I mean, the whole place emptied. So it must've been something. Um, right. And I went, well, you know, I get it, but be careful, you know, because it's, if a person gets a reputation, then that follows them, especially in cannabis. And I went, ah, man, be careful because it's, this is a hungry job market and those jobs will get filled real quick. Right. So um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I don't really know their issue and until they, they talk or they don't talk, then who knows? But I get the indication that it was just kind of a flash in the pan. And I haven't heard any, like, continued follow-up. There's been no other getting or protesting or anything like that. So I'm not really sure, but we'll see or we won't. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, you have any uh, questions, thoughts, concerns for me? Um. Not off the top of my head. Um, yeah, no, not off the top of my head. <laughs> well, that was easy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of out of questions. I just want to check in and see how things are going. And, uh, yeah, awesome. Seems like things are going good and that's, that's awesome. So they are that they are. Yeah. Well, as things start to develop over here on the West side, I'll keep you in mind. And awesome. you want to stay in retail, don't you? I wouldn't mind moving out of retail or anywhere. I still want to be in the cannabis industry. My girlfriend and I both work in the uh, retail side. Yeah. I know we're both, uh, we both been in the industry for going on three years and we both, we, I mean, we enjoy buttoning, we enjoy the people, but in the long run, in my opinion, that's not where the money is in the industry. Where do you think the money is? Mm, oh, in, in reality, growing right now. If I could sell a pound for forty eight hundred, holy cow! That's <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but or if I had dislit equipment, holy cow. Um, honestly, I I would assume more in like the metric side of things, mm-hmm. the whole. So moving into yeah. compliance. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Metric and compliance. Yeah, yeah. What about in the garden? Uh, yeah, I feel like right now is good, but I feel like it'll level out soon once the market gets more flooded. Okay. Well, I will, uh, I'll reach out when stuff like that comes along and there'll be, there'll be new companies that will need experienced people to come in and help teach and train other staff more often than not. Absolutely. Yeah. They want, they want someone in house. So Oh yeah. If something comes along that seems like a good fit, I'll reach out and uh Okay. Do you think your girl would move with you? Or is it just you? Oh yeah, she absolutely okay. would. Oh yeah. Okay. Similar when I told her about this, she's like, What, you're having a job interview? I'm like, Well, I don't know. Just <laughs> we're just chatting. It's all up in the air. She's in and I was like, if you uh, want to come, you can come. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, more than merrier for sure. Um, right. Do you think that she's interested in the compliance side of things or where do you think her interest lies? Oh yeah, I know she's interested in moving up too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, there's a couple projects that I'm working on right now, but they're months out. So that's, I mean, they're months out before it's even early to bring on critical okay. staff. So yeah. And then well, definitely keep us in mind. There's, there's one North of Grand Rapids and then there's one in between Lansing and Grand Rapids, but yeah, okay. that's, that's still a commute. Like if you want to be in in Grand Rapids, then nah, just in the surrounding area. Okay. Yeah. My parents are in Grand Haven, so you know the relative area. It'll gotcha. be a drive out there, and I don't want to live in the city. We were just talking about Ann Arbor's expensive. Grand Rapids getting about that expensive too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Grand Rapids is <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay. Well, thanks for your time, Alex. I appreciate it. I'm glad everything's going well. Yeah, not you. a problem. Yeah. And as stuff comes up, I'll just, uh, I'll send you a text or give you a call and we can go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks and have a good day. You too. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yep. Bye-bye. Okay. So that was, I think that's the record for the shortest podcast ever. (laughs) Usually these things go on for an hour, but let's do the after interview review and talk about what we are taking away from the conversation with Alex. It's good to hear that he's doing well. He seems happy. And that's really interesting that his girlfriend is working in the industry too. I didn't know that, but that's really cool. So I think it'd be an an interesting perspective. I imagine she's probably been in the industry about as long as him. So that's really cool. And we see that more often than not. The cannabis industry is uh, like a family industry. Typically isn't just one individual. It's starts with one and then everybody else sort of gets drawn into it. So that's really cool. And yeah, it's good that he's, he seems like he's in a good stable place that everything's going well. And that's the, that's all you can ask for happy and doing well financially. So there it is. So if you guys want to work in the cannabis industry and you need help making a resume, then our cannabis, the nonprofit organization has a jobs for all program. That's free for community members that can help you make a resume. 
practice interview and develop your skills to help you land a job in the cannabis industry. You can find the link for those classes on ourcannabis.org. You can click on take a class and register. There's not a lot of space just because of the one-on-one time that, that our team spends with you making a resume. And I can, I can tell you from firsthand experience, the people that come and participate in these resume workshops, it's like you drive in with a Ford Pinto and then you drive out with a Ferrari. That's the difference between having your resume just done by whatever and having it done by the R Cannabis workforce team. Huge difference, night and day. And so I recommend that if you want to work in the cannabis industry, then give yourself every advantage you can and register for the class, do the homework, and increase your chances at landing that green dream job. I'll put a link in the description. Make sure you register. I'll probably... Now, I will certainly cut the registration off just because we can't have that many people just because, again, of the the one-on-one time that we're spending with you. And it'll be done over Zoom, which is free. You can, down, you can download Zoom and participate in the Cannabis Resume Workshop. So if you like what you're hearing, then consider making a gift to our cannabis. It could be tax deductible. We are starting our capital campaign. It's 420 by 420. We're trying to raise $420,000 by April 20th. This is the first time we've run a capital campaign and we could really use the support to grow our team and help more people. We're overrun, (laughs) but there's more people that need help than we have the capacity to serve and you have the ability to change that. So please consider making a gift and great news. We accept cryptocurrency. Our cannabis is the first cannabis nonprofit in the world to accept cryptocurrency, which is pretty awesome. So if you are a crypto holder, consider donating your coins for cannabis careers. I'll put a link in the description. And thank you for the support, consideration, and giving to our cannabis. If you want help getting in the cannabis field, then go to ourcannabis.org. Sign up to work one-on-one with us. We're doing one-on-ones right now. And we will start running the big classes again shortly. Until then, this has been Matt Hoffman, and I look forward to seeing you in the cannabis field. Bye-bye.